Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Amen. God bless you all this uh, this afternoon. I'm happy to see all of you here. Uh, you may have a seat. Thank you to, to everyone who's helping out this morning, to the worship team. Uh, you might not know this, but we have some extra helpers here this morning. See, I was supposed to play the bass in the English service here, but Chris, he said, I'll do it. I'll take over because he knew I was going to have to preach this morning, so he decided to help me out. So thank you to Chris for that. Um, Edward up there, usually also I do the audio, but I asked Edward to help out. He was also willing to help out, so I just want to uh, give some special thanks to these guys who are helping me out. Um, And the thing is, I wouldn't even have been preaching this morning. Uh, My brother, Pastor Gabriel... He would have been preaching, but he got sick, and he asked me. So while I'm filling in, these guys are filling in for me. It just all works out. It's it's a uh, cooperation. It's a great thing. Uh, my name is Jonathan. I'm going to be sharing the word this morning. Uh, I had a funny thing happen to me this pr- past Friday evening. Uh, we a lot of us here from the church had gathered together to have a game night, and we were playing Cards Against Humanity, the family edition, because we know the other edition is not appropriate for Sunday morning. Uh, so we were playing the family edition, and I, I don't know if you know how to play the game, but it's there's like a, every every round there's a judge who gets a card that has a statement on there. And it has a blank. Uh, And then all the other players, they have a phrase. They get a card. They have several cards with phrases on them. And they have to pick the card that they think will fill in the blank the best. The idea is to come up with the the funniest or the the more clever um, phrase to, to fill in the blank. And then the judge collects all the cards from the other players and he reads the statement, inserts their phrase in the blank, and he picks the best one, whichever one he thinks is, is the best. And, and it came to my turn, and my statement card was, uh, what was it? Um, I have it here. I lost my arm in a blank accident. It doesn't seem... Uh, like, why was it funny, you might ask yourself. I lost my arm in a blank accident. See, it's because you don't know me, but if you know me, you would know why that's funny. I, you do see that I have two arms here, but in fact, I have had many accidents involving my right arm. And that's why everybody there just thought it was so funny. And they were all, I'm not going to say laughing at me. They were laughing with me. They were laughing with me. And... uh but but I have had many problems with, with this arm. I think starting when I was 14, year old, 14 years old playing basketball, 
I had got blocked hard and my shoulder got dislocated. And ever since then, it's been dislocated many, many times, 17 times up into the just doing random things like swimming one time. One time I was just asleep and it dislocated. One time I hugged somebody and it dislocated uh, until the point I got surgery and then it didn't dislocate. But then a few years after I got surgery, just recently, I was in a biking accident. I fell off my bike, hit the ground hard, fractured my clavicle on the right side. So all I'm saying is I had a lot of problems with this right arm. And when I read that statement, everybody thought it was just the funniest thing. I lost my arm in a blank accident. But thank God I still have my arm to all those people who are laughing at me that night. but uh, you know what? I-, I wish I could say that 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 is the only part of my body that is not functioning the way that it's supposed to. Um, if you know me, once again, you've probably heard different stories, just different things that have happened to me. See, also in my left leg, I have a torn ACL. I was playing uh, soccer when I was in Bible school one day, and I was just running after the ball, and out of nowhere, I just feel a little pop in there. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't even find out till years later that it, was a, that it was a torn ACL. All I know is that for a few days, I couldn't walk. Like, I tried to get up, and the leg would just collapse, and I'd just fall on the ground. Uh, also, I think it was at the beginning of 2020, I caught a, a cold or a flu. Maybe it was even COVID. I don't know. I had some kind of upper respiratory illness, and I got an infection in my ear, it caused me to lose hearing in that ear. So if you're sitting next to me and you're on this side of me and you're trying to whisper to me, it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna work out. I'm not gonna understand what you're saying. And many of you have probably been in that situation before. Uh, what's my point? My point this morning. I'm not trying to get get some sympathy from you this morning. That's not. I'm not trying to say like woe is me. I'm, uh, all these things have happened to me. All I'm saying is that there's, there's several parts of my body that don't function the, the way that, that they're supposed to. And I wish they did. It would be a lot better for me if I had a 100% healthy body. Maybe I could do more. Maybe I could accomplish more if every single individual part of my body was working right how many know that uh, that we also are like a body? The Bible describes the church, the family of believers, as a body. And as the body of Christ, we need to be 100% healthy. Each part of the body working together. Paul, the Apostle Paul... He wrote a letter called 1 Corinthians to a church, one of the early churches in the city of Corinth. And this is where we get this uh, metaphor from. Paul was teaching these early Christians about how they were to function together, how they're supposed to be a team. And he tells them, you're like a body, and each one of you is like a different part of the body, and all the parts of the body work together together. 
so that it can, you know, the body, so it can do what it's supposed to do, so it can get up and walk around and, and do work and pick up things and whatever it else, and eat, whatever it else is that our bodies do. But my point is this morning that each one of us, as individuals, we're like a part of a body. Tammy's like the tongue or the mouth, and Nelsie's like the uh, the ear. Stephen's like the hand. You were create. Each one of us was created by God. Each one of us was given a purpose. By God, we find our meaning in God. You have been given gifts by God. You are unique. You have a calling. You have a role, a part to play. You are a part of something bigger. You are a part of the church, the family of God, the body of Christ. And to become a part of this body of Christ to come into the family of God. You all you have to do is put your faith in in Jesus to believe that he is the son of God. Some say to call him uh, your lord and savior, that he becomes your lord and savior. Your lord meaning that he is your leader, he leads your life, and your savior meaning that he is the only one that can bring you out of darkness, out of death, out of sin. So we believe in Jesus as the Son of God, and we repent. That's what the Bible teaches. You believe in Jesus and you repent. Repent meaning that we turn away from an old way of living, from, from a sinful way of living, from darkness. And, and, and doing that, you become part of the body of Christ. You become a member of the body. And you have a part to play in this body. And you always, in this side of this body of, of Christ, that's, that's where we all belong at. That's where you find true life and true meaning in the body of Christ. Outside of the body, you won't find that. You won't find meaning or true joy or true peace if you're living outside of the body. You belong in the body. You are part of the body. You have a role to play in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, chapter, yeah, chapter 12, verses 14 through 26. That's where uh, we're going to be reading this morning. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 26. And it says here, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And remember, this is Paul. He's using this metaphor to teach the early Christians. The body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye... Where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, 
Remember, we are the members in this metaphor. He arranged you into the body as he chose. Verse 19, if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And on and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Looking at that first verse there, verse 14, uh, actually 15 is what I want to look at. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, doesn't make it any less a part of the body. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. What what does this speak of? It speaks of... of uh, comparison of jealousy of saying i'm just a foot i'm not like a a hand you know what that hand has over there looks it looks nice it looks really good because i'm not that hand because i don't have those gifts because maybe i don't look that way then i must not belong to the body it's 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 comparison because uh, and, may, and maybe you have uh, felt that way uh, before. Maybe you see somebody else, another Christian, another believer, and you see that maybe God works differently in their life. Maybe they have some uh, spiritual experience that you've never had. Or maybe he spoke to them in a way that you, ha- that you have never had God speak to you in that way. And you say, because of that, because I never had those experiences, then maybe I'm not a part of the body. Or maybe because I see the way God uses somebody else, the way uh, one can preach for so- uh, one, the way somebody preaches, or the way somebody else prays, or the way that they worship. And I don't have that. I don't have those gifts. I don't work that way. And because I don't have that, I must not be part of the body. Maybe you've thought that way before. And I know that I have felt that way many times in the church. Sometimes the church can be a lonely place. It's not supposed to be. That's the point of this passage here. We're supposed to be united as a body. But I know that I have felt that uh, way before. I know that there's been times where you know, these altars, this space here was filled with people that were praying. And uh, you saw a lot of people being blessed and having a special experience or encounter with God. And I was just maybe standing off to the side somewhere wondering, why was God not blessing me in that same way? Why was I not having that type of experience? And it, can lead, and it certainly at that time led me to think, 
well, it just must not be for me. Maybe I'm not the same. Maybe I'm not like the rest. And that's what this foot here is saying in this passage. He's saying, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. But Paul is saying, just because you say that, it doesn't make you any less a part of the body. Just because maybe you didn't have the same experience, just because maybe you don't have the same gifts as somebody else, it does not make you less a part of the body. You are still a part of the body. You have your role to play. We're all different. Uh, that That's the point. You know, and as I... Like I shared, as I have experienced things like that, feeling left out, yeah, it led me to, to, to research and to ask questions. Why, why would that be? But, but see, the, the key is that we really are all different. I, I read it somewhere that God deals with us, each one of us, differently. You know, some may experience God like a flood of water, and others may experience him as a gentle mist. It's not all going to be the same. It's going to be different. We're created different. And some, uh, one of my professors in Bible college, he, he taught us some uh, connect to God on a more emotional level. And some collect, connect more on a, a mental level, an intellectual level, analytically and and he was sharing about his daughter who had gone to like a church event, a conference, and a same thing where she saw all these people, you know, experience God very emotionally and and having a, a an encounter with God. And she would ask herself the question, why, why don't I get that? Why don't I have that? But that's what her father, my professor, told her is that people connect to God differently. God wires each one differently. Some connect more emotionally, some more on a mental level. What I'm saying is that we're all different, but we're still all a part of the body. You may be different. You may experience God differently. Your relationship with God may be different than someone else's. God may use you in a different way. You may have a different ministry, but you are still part of the body. And if we look here at uh, verse 21, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. You know, in that first part, we were talking about comparison and jealousy. And here, we're seeing division. It's when one part of the body maybe is looking down on another part of the body. Because maybe there's disagreements, because maybe they disagree about how things are done. Or maybe there's just tension between them. Maybe there's some drama going on between them, some unforgiveness who knows it's a very human thing right someone may hurt us and that causes division and so we find ourselves saying because you're different because you disagree because i disagree with you 
then I have no need of you. But we can't say that because we're one body. Because we can only function if we are united. You might have heard the phrase which Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. We have to put behind any, any divisions that we, that we may have, any disagreements that we may have. If we want to function healthy as a body to accomplish as much as the Lord wants us to accomplish, we have to get rid of division. You don't want to be a body that's uh, functioning like mine, torn ACL here, uh, dislocated shoulder here, deaf ear there. You don't want that. You want the body to function 100%. And I thank God that he gave me all these problems so I can use myself as an example in a sermon, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that, that it is a problem. And it's like I said, it's a very human problem. How many people... And in your own family, maybe, that you've seen where there's disagreements, where somebody hurts another, and there's, their, there's that division, and, and there's gossip. That's a problem. We don't need that. Especially here, in the family of God. We're supposed to be different. So think about that the next time that you're looking at a fellow member of the body and you're, a, you're the head and you're looking at the foot, your own foot, and you're saying, I don't need you, or I don't like you, or I can't forgive you. You're cutting off your own foot, and how are you going to walk in that case? You can't do it. You can't do it. See, we're all we're all different, yet we're part of the one body. And I'm gonna get a little bit uh, controversial this morning. Speak on a controversial topic. See, because I'm talking about disagreements in the church. What about uh, disagreements in in the church when it comes to the LGBT community? See, because the way I see it is inside of the church, you kind of have two, part, two, two points of view or two different types of Christians, let's say. On the one hand, you're going to have people who are very compassionate and are very loving and very accepting of the LGBT community. And then on the other hand, you're going to have people who are very, this is what they'll say, they'll say, but clearly here it says in the Bible, this, the Bible teaches that it's wrong. So you have this on one side, and on the other side you'll say, no, but we need to love on them. We need to have compassion on them. And then on the other side you'll have, you know, but the Bible teaches this. There are two parts of the body. They're not. Neither one, I would say, is wrong. Is there maybe an extreme on both sides? Yes. But they're both parts of the body. And you see, God created these two different Christians the way that they are. They're wired differently. One has that compassion and one has that love. And the other one is more emphasizing on truth. 
but they're a part of one body. So the two need to come together and work together in the body of Christ to reach a community that's different from the body of the Christ, to bring that community into the body of Christ so they can experience the acceptance and the love and the healing and the peace of God. But we can't have that unless we stop this. Oh, because you're a foot, I don't need you. Because you think that way or because your beliefs are different. I told you I was going to be a little controversial, right? If we move on here in the... uh, in the verses, we see in, in verse 22 that the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The parts of the body that we think are less honorable, God gives greater honor to. That's verses 22 and 23. The parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we give greater honor to. It may be that uh, you see there there might be some parts of a body that you think like that's that's not like a especially valuable part of the body that's not a you know it's not the face that gets all the attention it's it's there, there's maybe parts of the body that uh they don't seem as glamorous the parts of the body that are kind of covered up like the digestive system, for example. Maybe you, you got your intestines, but you can't see them, covered up by the skin and uh, the muscles, the bones, the veins. But underneath all that, you have that covered up part. And really, I mean, an intestine, it's not like the best thing to look at, right? I mean, would you rather look at an intestine or a face? If you had a picture, which one would you rather look at? Uh, When you take a picture of yourself and you post it on Instagram, do you want the people to see your face or do you want them to be able to see your intestines? I don't know, maybe... Maybe if you're like a fan of The Walking Dead or something, maybe you like seeing intestines. I don't know. It's an old show now. It's old. I don't even know if it's still showing, but it's still going. It's still going. But what I'm saying is, you know, there are parts of the body that maybe we don't think are, are as honorable. And again, maybe you may think of yourself uh, that way. Maybe you don't think highly of yourself. You, you're not... Uh, You're not that face. You're not the face of the body. Maybe you say, I'm just a a lowly part of the body. Nobody even sees me. But it says here that the parts that we think are less honorable deserve greater honor. That's how it is in the body of Christ. The parts 
that seem like they deserve less honor get even greater honor. When I was uh, in Bible school, we had a, like an internship program. It was at a large church that I was uh, that the Bible school was at, and we'd rotate through different departments in the church. And one particular time, I was rotating through the I don't even know what you would call it, the cleaning department, the janitorial department. I don't know. And it's like I said, it's large church, fits thousands, 15,000 maybe. I don't know how many it's set, but. And I was in that uh, department, and, you know, I was assigned to there, and I had to do the work, so we were vacuuming the benches and I remember that there was this man who actually worked there, and I was under him. He was telling us what to do. And you know, I was just watching him, and he was working hard, making sure that those benches were spotless. I remember he stopped for a minute, and, and he shared me. He said, you know, I don't do this uh, for anybody else. I don't, I don't do this for necessarily for the people here. I don't do it for the pastor it's a big name pastor from this mega church. See, I don't do it for that pastor. I do this for God. I do this for God. I work hard to make sure that this church is clean for God. And I never forgot that, what he shared with me. And maybe, maybe he was a part of the body that's less visible. But in the end, on Judgment Day, I think that that man will have greater honor than possibly a lot of the other people who are more visible in the church. See, that God, God doesn't really look at, at, th- at, look at things the same way that, that we do. He doesn't see, like, you know, if someone looks better than someone else, if somebody maybe is more visible than another, if somebody is up there preaching versus somebody who's vacuuming in the benches, God doesn't look at things the same way. I imagine that uh, in the kingdom of heaven, there might be some who are more visible in the church who don't even make it into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tells that story uh, in a teaching that he gave in the judgment day, someone, some would come before him and they said, you know, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we, did we not heal others in your name? And he tells them away from me for I did not know you. So some who are more visible parts of the body may not even make it into heaven. But those who are less visible Maybe people who are more humble, who have a lower position, you may be surprised how much honor they are given in the kingdom of God. You see, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, it flips things upside down. That's what God, that's what God does. See, we're all parts of the body, and whatever part we are, whatever gifts we've been giving, whatever role We have to be humble, and we have to be faithful, and we have to love one another 
And we have to put aside comparison and tensions and disagreements and disunity. We have to love all parts of the body the same. You might be the face, but you better love that foot just the same way. In verse 26, it tells us, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. That's that's how a a body works. I, I wish it maybe was the case that whenever my knee was hurting, it was just my knee that was hurting and nothing else felt that pain. But that's not the case. That's, that's not how the body works. When one suffers, all suffer, and when all rejoice, and when one rejoices, we all rejoice. But in order to have that, see, we might be individual members of the body, but we need connection. We need relationship. See, in this body, all the parts are connected through the nervous system, through the uh, card- cardiovascular system. You got the veins and the, what are those other veins called? The bigger veins. I know I got some medical personnel here. Arteries. We got the arteries and the veins and the capillaries. See, I remember the capillaries. The, and the, all of the parts of the body are connected by these different systems So we might be individual parts. You might be an individual in the church, but you need to be connected to all the other parts of the body. There needs to be relationship. There needs to be, and not just like a surface level, like hello, goodbye, but a genuine, authentic, vulnerable relationships. You know, there was this church that I visit sometimes on Monday nights. Uh, Shout out to Cornerstone Church. I go to the young adults service sometimes. And every service they have like a, a greeting time where it's like three minutes long. And they tell you to go find somebody you've never talked to before and have a conversation with them. There's a lot of people who don't like to do that. Uh, you know, maybe people are just kind of conscious. Maybe they're shy. They don't really like talking to other people. Maybe it's COVID, like keep your distance. I don't know. But even if it wasn't COVID, you know, still, still many of us would still not like doing something like that. Or, or even in this church, you know, where they, you know, tell the pastor, he tells the, the members to greet each other, and everybody just like, oh, yeah, you know, hello, hello. It's just, man, if we can't even uh, get some greetings down, how are we going to build the type of connections that allow us to function as a healthy, efficient body that can get a lot of work Done. See, you know, when it comes to the body, you know, you can you can work out the parts of the body, right? You can do some cardio and make your cardiovascular system more efficient. Isn't that right, Hyman? 
He likes to work out. You can work out the parts of the body and make it more efficient. You can wake those systems up, make the heart more efficient, pump more blood. What I'm saying is that we need to work out these parts of the body. We need to form these connections, get these this cardiovascular system working more efficiently so it can be more connected to the other parts of the body and we can do more for the kingdom of God. We can reach others. When we have this connection, worship team, can you come help me out? When we truly have this connection, it is like when it says in verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together. And if we have this connection, if one member is honored, all rejoice together. But see, it's it's not just about uh, it's not just about us here in this building, see the way that the body of Christ functions, a healthy body of Christ and, and loving one another and being there for one another in hard times. It's not just for us here. We want to bring in others into the family of God. And it's not out of like a selfish gain, like, oh, we just want more people to come here, right? No. It, you truly have to have it in your heart that you want people to become a part of this body so that you can love on them and support them as truly your own foot and for them to have that connection with God, with Christ. Christ is the head, the body of Christ. Christ is the head. We want them to have that connection with Christ. Because like I said, that connection with Christ, that's the only way that we have, that you will find true meaning and purpose in life. See, you were created by God. He gave you your purpose, your role, and only through Him Will you find those things? You cannot find it anywhere else. And that question of meaning, it's a big question. You can look at all sorts of different philosophies. All sorts of thinking people, they ask that question. What is the meaning of life? You can only find it in Christ. You can only find it being a part of the body of Christ. I don't know if you can find it in an unhealthy body of Christ, but that's what I'm saying. We're trying to be a healthy body of Christ so that we can be all connected, so that we can love each other, so that we can bring others into the body, so they can be connected to the head, so they can find their purpose and love and peace and meaning in Christ. Because that is the only way. Stand to your feet this afternoon, if you would. going to get into a, uh, a time of, of worship here. 
as they're leading in the songs. You can pray to God. You can cry out to him. If maybe you say, I'm not a part of the body of Christ, but I I like the way that sounds. I like having that, that relationship, that connection, that purpose, that peace. I want that. I I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want to be in a community that truly loves one another. Right there where you're at, you can reach out to God. You can tell them that I want to be a part of your family. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. I don't want to live the old way anymore. It's time for a change. Or if you are part already you're in the church you've been going to church but you say maybe I haven't been the part of the body that I need to be maybe I have been feeling left out of the body maybe I don't contribute the way that I I should maybe I'm not loving the other parts of the body the way I'm supposed to this is also an opportunity for change you can apply this word Starting today, you can start to work on it and say that I'm going to be connected to this body of Christ. I am going to play my role in this body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wonderful gifts that you have given us. You have given us life. You have given us love and meaning purpose and community you're the one who created this thing we call church that is a family that is your family that you are the head of it you are the father of this family I pray for each person here that they may find their place in the body of Christ that they may experience that love that comes from the body that comes If any have been hurt by other parts of the body or other parts of the church, I pray for healing in Jesus' name. I pray that they can find love here and healing here from past hurts through you, Lord. Use each and every one of us. I know you have given each person gifts and talents and abilities. We all have a role to play. Maybe some that think that they don't have anything to offer. I know that you take what each one of us has. We give it to you and you multiply it to be far more than we can imagine. Lord, I pray for a healthy body here in this church. For relationships. I pray that we would love and support one another. I pray that there will be forgiveness here. Not disagreements and bitterness and unforgiveness. I pray that you would work in our hearts so that we can toss out all of those things that that cause us to have an unhealthy body. Heal this body, Lord. Pray blessings over everyone here. That you provide for them, take care of them, and also that we would take care of one another as a body of Christ. In 
Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.